Happy Thursday, everybody. Sherm here, the Crazy Asian. Um, hope you guys are having a fantastic week. Um, as I'm thinking about the holiday season right now that a lot of people are celebrating, I want that to be the theme of this weekend. So I'm going to go backwards here and talk about leadership, career progression, motivation, uh, social media, and then tomorrow's uh, personal development and have the theme of it. Um, on this idea about giving and being thoughtful. So um, that's really the the introduction to this upcoming um, segments that I'm going to pump out here, um, talking about leadership, career progression, motivation, and then today, of course, being social media with Sherm Speaking Series. So um, again, if you have any um, call-ins, feel free to give your comments about you know the just the, the idea of giving and how it um, aligns with any of those themes. Um, feel free to call, uh, call in and ask some questions. Feel free to leave comments. Feel free to applause if you're on the Anchor app. Really enjoy engaging with you. Want to thank everybody that takes time out of their busy calendar, their busy schedule to listen to any of the segments, to echo it, to be able to pass it on to anybody else that's in their network. I appreciate you. I know that you all exist out there. I know that there's some just some wonderful people out there that you know like the sound of my voice from a standpoint that it seems to resonate well with kind of what they're going through and what they're doing and that's really um you know that just really makes me feel fantastic as as you know my why is to leave a legacy by positively impacting people and so for me the online presence and is just another medium another way to be able to do that uh the podcast is because um you probably are like me and that you're an audio learner and so the the quicker that you can consume information in an audio format is nice and then also it's convenient you know i can you can listen to me when you're driving or you're working out or you're just going for a walk um and so at the same time the nice thing is that you can then you know skip ahead and see if it's something that is of interest to you and if not then boom you can go on to the next thing in in your life and so um i find it to be extremely um efficient way to be able to consume content so uh number one just wanted to express my gratitude to anyone that decides to listen uh express gratitude to anyone that decides to leave comments or to call in um and really to be able to make my, the crazy asian station the crazy asian podcast that more that much more impactful to not only you but people that come and consume the content in the future appreciate all y'all and sherm's out happy thursday everybody sherm here the crazy asian um focusing on leadership today in sherm speaking series going back to monday's episode or monday's theme and focusing because of the holiday season about giving and really being surrounded around that idea about how we need to be giving back to others so really where the theme comes from leadership for me when i think about giving is i think about as being a leader am i being a good giver um, there's a great book out there called The Go-Giver, and no longer is it a world for the go-getter, but the go-giver. And it's the idea that you're giving of yourself, you're going out of your way to help others win. And so from a leader's perspective, from a business perspective, what you're doing is you're going out there and you're helping other people win. So you're looking for opportunities for you as a leader to get outside of your own realm and your own ambitions and put those aside and say, okay, if I have two people that report to me directly as a leader in an organization, how do I get them trained and develop, developed to the point that they take over my role? How do I get them to where they want to go? Do they want to take over my role? Do they want to be in my position? And if that's the case, then, then I need to get them there. So that's really the idea. That's really where this is all founded on of servant leadership is taking time out of your 
um, busy schedule, taking time away from your ambitions to help someone pursue their goals and help someone else with their ambitions. And I find that your greatest leaders understand that their legacy is far beyond the short term. Their legacy is making sure that the organization exists when they leave. Reminds me exactly of Costco uh, when he, the founder... When he was leaving, he was determined to find someone that bled the same way he did culturally that, number one, understood the business model, right, like where they were, and number two, really understood about the giving to the employees, right? So if you look at the average um, hourly wage at that retail organization at Costco, it's almost double what you find in other retail organizations. And you find that their success with their employees from a retention perspective, from you know attracting new talent, it almost, it doesn't automatically come because I don't think anybody like, a, you know, necessarily aspires to go work at Costco, go work in retail, but it definitely makes it a heck of a lot easier when the coworkers there are making 18 bucks, 20 bucks an hour, driving the forklift, stocking shelves, and you look at their counterparts that are making 850, 10 bucks an hour to be able to do the exact same role. So you have the opportunity if people want to be in that retail or um, you know industry, they're definitely going to find Costco as a place to work. And so the the owner was fixated on finding somebody that was just like him from that standpoint. Um, I, I haven't looked at overall income, but I know that the founder was very prideful of the fact that he was one of the lowest paid CEOs at his level and didn't take it up all up in these stock options in order to just drive the stock, drive the stock price up. And so, I mean, even if you look at Sam Walton, the highest income he ever took salary-wise was 300000 The guy was the richest man in the world. Had the most amount of stock. Obviously, it's still owned uh, a big chunk of the majority is owned by the Walton family. But nonetheless, his main goal was to make sure that it was there for the employees. He understood that his business was built on the backbone of all these employees. So um, I would say for a lot of leaders, if you can learn from that example, number one is think about other people, right? Like where are they headed? Where are they going? Um, how can I help them get to where they want to go? Not even with the selfish intent, right, of that, that common phrase, help people get what they want, then they'll help you get what you want. Just go from the standpoint of I want to help you get you where you want to go. That's it. Like if you're Jimmy, if you want to take my role, how can I get you to take over my role? Right? That should be the number one goal of every single leader that's out there. And when it is, you what you end up finding yourselves is building an organization about people development. Right, and it reminds me of um, if any of, any of you watched uh, the recent um, documentary about Henry Ford. I mean, the guy basically created the workforce of today, like the eight-hour work shift didn't exist until he created it with the assembly line and had these different shifts: first shift, second shift, third shift, and they're you know cranking out a thousand cars per uh, per minute. Now he was a little bit extreme, uh, you know, over over the years, but nonetheless, it stuck. The idea that he was focused on being the kind of leader that we want is is phenomenal. Happy Thursday, everybody! 
focusing this segment on career progression and really giving being the mechanism that's going to help you climb that corporate ladder. So this is for the person that works as an employee for an organization. And so what you want to focus in on for yourself is what am I doing? Heston, what's up? Um, what am I doing in order to be giving back to others um, at my organization? So no matter where you find yourself from a corporate perspective uh, or a company level, right, whether it's just you're right out of college, it's your first job, or you're 20 years in at the exact same company, is you wanna be focused on giving to other people. And what I mean by that is give of what you can, right? So if I've been there for 20 years, then what I'm gonna do as a, as a giver is I'm gonna help other people be connected with other people in the organization. I'm gonna help that newbie, maybe be an informal or even a formal mentor to be able to help that new hire start navigating their overall career and having the patience to see the value of working at the organization. And so I find that those that are focused on helping others win are going to be able to then have themselves start being seen as a winner as well and an organizational contributor. So if let's say, let's kind of go on different things, right? So if I'm new to an organization, what can I give? I can give of my time. That's the biggest one that I can give. And number two is if there's an opportunity to go back to my, my, my maybe my alma mater where I went to college, there's a great opportunity there for me to be able to give back to that organization and talk very highly about the organization that I'm currently working for. And it doesn't mean that your organization's the, the has the best benefits, it has the best everything, but what they are focused on is helping others win. And that's really where you're gonna find key for yourself. So as, as a new person, not only can I give time of myself, I can give time above and beyond the 40 hour work week maybe. So maybe there's opportunities for me to be able to, um, you know, come in on a Saturday, work late at night. Um, again, I'm new to the organization, so I need to find different ways to differentiate myself. And think about it. If let's say I were to give just two extra hours every single week to the organization and I work 50 work weeks in the year, that's 100 extra hours. That's two and a half more weeks that I've given by just giving two extra hours to the organization. Um, and again, you can scale that. Let's say it's just one hour. That's 50 hours worked in a year. Um, and then that's, again, it's an entire over a week worth of work that you're giving back to the organization and helping them succeed. And so I find, and, and, and again, those would be projects that I would want to be working on that's going to add overall value to the organization as a whole and not just for me, not just for my recognition, not just for my overall paycheck. I'm not looking for um, as you contribute, as you start giving to others, you're not looking for an immediate financial kickback. Because if you do, that's kind of short-term thinking, right? If you end up building an, uh, uh, you know, uh, if you end up contributing to the point that it has a great merit, that recognition should help you garner the, the, the recognition needed in order to start climbing that ladder and be seen as an overall company contributor. And being a company contributor is extremely necessary if you want to climb that corporate ladder. It's going to give you the tools that you need um, in order to be able to be seen as the individual, right? So that's the problem. When you first started an organization is number one, you don't really know the industry very well. You don't know the company very well. And then finally is you don't know anybody in the organization. And so you don't have this um, 
this network that's going to be able to help you progress at that organization. And so the only way that you can get the, that experience is by those three things. Ashram, what's up, buddy? Whoop, whoop. Um, so the, the idea here is that as you give in order to climb that corporate ladder, you're going to find opportunities for you yourself to be able to connect with individuals, start building a name for you in your particular industry, and then finally, of course, start building a network there so that way you can start climbing that corporate ladder. Um, and so remember that the rising tide raises all boats. So by you being a better employee, by you being better connected in the organization, by you being better connected in the industry, it helps everybody to be able to be seen as better. And it isn't to be able to um, make yourself better than somebody else. That's just a, a losing mentality because you're comparing but what you're doing is you're making a better version of you so that way you can start compelling, uh, propelling your career upwards and onwards. Sherm's out. Hello over there, everybody. Happy Thursday. Again, fall, falling back on this theme about giving, focusing on this segment on motivation and about giving to others. And so where I'm actually going to pull this one from is the idea that people have a muse or they have someone that they're motivated by uh, from a from a career perspective that there there's and then, so let me go with the theme. I don't know if any of you have ever checked out Steve Jobs um his Stanford um commencement speech, right? Is it called a commencement speech basically where people graduated and he's the graduation talk. And so what he ends up talking about is some different ways that his life was impacted. And one of the biggest ones where he talks about uh, getting fired from Apple, the company that he founded and created, and then going to um, to Pixar and Next Gen, and then all of a sudden he meets his wife, and that was extremely impactful for him. So in a in a in a sense that you what you would feel is a total failure on his part was actually leading him to something even better. Another example is Shoe Dog. So if you're familiar with um, Buck Knight, the founder of Nike, um, for the first like decade, almost 12 years, the company was just come, even though it was pulling in some good revenue, it still struggled to actually survive and live on its own. And so um, there's a few times where the owner, Buck Knight, he actually went back to school, not back to school, went, went and worked somewhere, um, like so one is he went to accounting firm, uh, then he actually taught at Portland State University. And so where you would think like, and for him, he was kind of, he even said that back then he was kind of a college snob. So for him, this is totally eating humble pie, right? And so as he's teaching there at, um, at this college, um, number one is he meets in one of his classes, his future wife. And so again, what you would consider a complete failure from an entrepreneurial standpoint, from a business perspective, this guy can't get his business off the ground. It's not pulling enough revenue. He should totally give it up. No way. It became not only one of the, you know, it's one of the greatest athletic apparels in the world, most, one of the most recognized brands in the world. Um, but the other thing that it gave him is that because he decided to go teach at Portland State University and keep Nike going, he was able to meet his wife. Fantastic. And number two is he actually overheard one of the students talking about having a hard time being able to afford, um, you know, afford things, being a college student, being poor. And guess what? That college student ended up creating the logo of Nike for 35 bucks. Um, and it was just one of the shoes they came out and he wanted a logo for it. And then boom, there it was. And so that swoosh, that iconic swoosh that Nike has, 
would have never been created had his business totally taken off the ground and he didn't have to go back to Portland State and go to Portland State University and teach. So again, what looked like a complete failure on the outside or a complete struggle of, yeah, this guy should totally give it up, this shoe business isn't working, really became an absolute win for him. And so as you think about motivation, what's motivating you? And if you read the book, Think and Grow Rich, and there's a chapter in there called Sexual Transmutation, where it's the idea that you're leveraging that libido, that strive to impress others, right? To be with others, um, obviously sex. And so what you're doing is you're transferring all that energy that you're giving and you're putting it to something else like your career, like innovation, like inventions, uh, like creativity. And that's what's really driving you. And that's really where for a lot of people, when they find the right partner in life, and that could be a business partner like Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak. It could be like um, you know, Phil Knight, when he, you know, met, met his wife, um, even, at, you know, Steve Jobs talks about when he left, when he got canned by Apple, again, the company he founded himself, um, you know, he met his wife. And so that can completely transform someone's life. Not, not me, not me, and, and, and it impacts the business. That's what I'm saying. It's not just personal, it's business related as well. And so the motivation where I'm coming from is that you can find the right person or you could be motivated by trying to impress that right, right person. So in a sense, other people can be your muse. Sure. Hey, hello, everybody. Happy Thursday. Focusing this segment, social media and really giving, right? That is the focus, right? With the theme of this week, with the holidays upon us, it's all about giving. And what I find to be the biggest farce for a lot of people is that they believe like Kevin Costner's movie, Field of Dreams, just a bunch of horse crap, by the way, that if I build it, they will come. I'm sorry, Kevin Costner, if you build a freaking uh, baseball field in the middle of your cornfield, in the middle of nowhere, Iowa, no one, no one in the world will come see that baseball game. It's an impossibility, okay? Now, I know there's a lot of belief and faith in that one. I'm not going down that road. I'm getting going down the road that some crazy farmer decides to plant a, a baseball field in their, in, their, in, their, in their cornyard, in their cornfield, and the idea that people are going to come and check it out. It just doesn't, right? So the, how does that align with social media? People are like, especially those that follow any other people, they create a lot of content. They're like, oh, I'm documenting my process. People are going to find me. Uh, I'm just creating a lot of good content, Sherm. And I'm, you know, I have my podcast up. And they're like, why aren't people, you know, why aren't people finding me? And, I, and, I, and I'm like, they don't find you because you're not encouraging them. Like, like, so a lot of times when I look at some people's stuff and I can look at their engagement, right? Because you can see what have they liked a little while? What are they, what are they doing? And they're doing jack squat, right? They're putting up their podcast and then they're begging people, please go rate my podcast. Give me a five star. Dude, you're crazy. You're crazy because you're just asking for yourself. You're, you're selfish. And selfish people don't get what they want, especially on social media. If you're all about yourself, people see right through that. They can see it. They, they're like, oh, this person's all about themselves. And so that becomes the major problem. 
just because you create, and I don't care if the content's awesome, you could be the flyest dude in the world, and you have your shirt off, and you have a spandex, right, and you just look super awesome. I'm sorry, you post up that one video, you might get a, you might get 20 more views just because you're half naked, but guess what? That's it. You're not going to get real engagement, right? It's right with the girl that decides to post a photo of her in her sports bra. I'm looking super sexy. Put them together. And guess what? You might get a few more likes. You might get a few more hits. But guess what? You're getting jack squat for engagement. And engagement trumps likes every day of the week. Don't kid yourself. Don't tell me you got 20,000, 45,000 followers. You have 1,000 likes. And you have two comments. Those two comments... Tell me everything I need to know about your social media game and that it's weak, right? I'd rather have 5,000 people follow me and have 20 comments. It's not about the followers. Like people that still think it's about a followers game are morons. They're idiots because it's all about what's happening in that comment section. It's, all, it's always beyond that double tap, right? Because people can like stuff. People can view stuff. But it's all about what you're doing in that comment section, how you're engaging with the creator, right? And so what I find for a lot of people is like, hey, sure, I'm making a lot of stuff. I'm putting a lot of stuff out there. Good. Applause, right? Hey, good for you. I like that. Good for you. What are you doing to engage? Well, what do you mean? Well, have you gone and you liked all these, all these people that follow you, right? 20 people that follow you? Are you liking their stuff? Are you commenting on their stuff? Are you looking at their posts? Or do you expect it to be completely a one-way road where everyone should bow down and worship your stuff? Good point, right? Because that's the problem with a lot of people is that they end up having it be this one-way role. I'm putting out stuff and I want you to only comment to me and I'm not going to go out and engage with you. Look, realtors have this phrase, location, 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 when it comes to buying real estate. And in social media, the game is engagement, engagement, engagement. If we don't give, we're not going to get. It's that simple. It's very much a give and take world. And you can actually build up your audience by just liking what other people are doing, right? So imagine, right? Somebody that comes onto my feed and they like like 20 things. There's really good odds, or even 10 stuff. There's really good odds that I'm going to go and like some of their stuff. Be like, oh, who's this? They're checking out my stuff. I'm going to go like their stuff. I might even follow them if I like in what I'm seeing. And so that's the game that you want to play when it comes to social media is it's give, give, give. Stop asking for people to rate your stuff. Let's go to some of those call-ins. Thanks, everybody. Let's go to KT first. Sure, KT. Motivated by giving. I like that. Uh, one thing about, you know, motivated by giving, it's important. It's important because when you get motivated by giving, giving that motivation will come back around. It doesn't have to be next day, next year, next five years. It can be, it doesn't have to be ever, but it'll come back and around where you'll feel something in your body, your energy, your energy will be higher, knowing that you have the ability to do that and change a person. That's what leadership is. Social media is all about giving. Thank you, sir. As I'm sorry about to get ready to do an anchor nation shout train. I'm sure you'll get one as always. Anyway, excuse me. One thing I like about I'm gonna I'm gonna shout some people out. I see Mike Schultz. He's been doing that that shoe giveaway. He's one of many people giveaways and contests, allowing people to express themselves on your page or or any page is so important. 
And I think that's what makes social media such a key asset to the aspects of how to promote people and how to be one to connect and engage. KT, Incarnation, uh, thanks for that call, man. Really appreciate it. And um, your shout-outs, you did a 300 of them, for those of you that didn't listen, um, to any of his station. And that's what makes you so unique, is that you truly understand engagement and you give it back in such a unique way, truly one of a kind, and to be able to go um, spend literally that probably, uh, my guess is probably at least two, maybe two and a half hours of just call-outs to other radio stations, other podcasters, to other individuals that are putting out content to thank them for their attention, wishing them the well, um, wishing them a happy new year. As you look at 2018, um, that, my friend, makes you very unique, adds a really nice cherry on top of this conversation about engagement, engagement, engagement when it comes to social media and understanding that it's about being a giver and not always expecting something in return. So many times people are stuck on the creation of their content and then expect everyone to drop everything and just consume their stuff and share it and tag everybody that they know within that one post or their posts instead of looking at their own actions and saying, okay, what can I do to be a giver in the community, what can I do to give on Twitter? What can I do to give on Facebook? What can I do to give on, on Instagram or on LinkedIn or in Snapchat? By giving to others, that then allows you to be pre- present on their content, which will in turn hopefully make you seen as a, a person that has maybe some value to give to them. Sherm's out. Hey, the Crazy Asian, this is D-Souls Productions, LLC, Legacy. I just wanted to come on your station this morning and tell you how good you are. <laughs> um, with going on this tour with this new artist we have coming out, um, I woke up this morning, I was thinking like, you know, how could I be a better leader? Um, how can I uh, give my people some incentive uh, to want to want to want to do better for themselves and help them, and I come on your station and you already have the answer for me, you know. And I just wanted to just shout out to you on that. Um, good stuff. Keep it coming. Love your station. Uh, you're really helping me and my uh, my uh, my organization and my people. Uh, just good stuff, man. Keep it going. Uh, talk to you soon. Take care. Enjoy your holiday. Peace. D Souls Production LLC Legacies. Thank you so much for that, Colin. Um, and I don't know if necessarily I'm that good as much as isn't timing n- nice when it works out where you, um, you know, are thinking about a certain topic and then I can deliver that for you. And so I'm extremely grateful that there's that serendipity or there's that, um, that coincidence, um, maybe there is a little bit of divine intervention. I don't know, but I appreciate that I can be, um, you know, uh, uh, a conduit, um, for giving information that can be of value. So, um, one of the things that you really hit on is, um, being able to promote other people. And I find that, um, you know, if we think about a lot of our engagements um, and a lot of our network, almost like lottery tickets, we don't know of our network that's going to be the next Warren Buffett, the next, you know, um, Steve Jobs or the next person that's going to, uh, you know, be the, let's say the next Will Smith from an entertainment perspective or, um, you know, Jay-Z of sorts. But 
I think the more people that we get to know, the more that we find that there's some fantastic people that exist within our network. And if we can really do our best, our 100%, really um, promote them and give them our all, then then we can find ourselves on that short list of people that supported them when nobody else would. And we can be seen again on that short list that somebody that believed in them when nobody else would and maybe even giving them a chance when nobody else was looking at them. And so I find that to be very unique. And and, and people are, are kind of like lottery tickets from a standpoint of some people are going to totally just hit it out of the park. Other people are going to be just common average. And then there, there are a small percentage that they're basically worth what you paid for them. And, and unfortunately, there are a lot of people that based on their circumstances, based on life, they don't actually end up from a career perspective hitting their dreams, hitting their goals. And so I guess I would talk to that percentage of individuals that um, for whatever reason, they allow all these distractions, they allow excuses, they allow limiters to seep into their own lives. And it's those, it's, it's those, it's our, it's own self-created limiters that don't allow us to see beyond. And so I think one of the first limiters for a lot of people, number one, is they can't imagine something happening that's beyond the realm of thinking, or it's such a big outlandish idea, but yet they came up with it in their own mind that they think, oh, just it's just not gonna happen. It reminds me that um, Henry Ford, in the very beginning of the Model T, um, told these um, these engineers that he wanted to have a V8 engine created out of one block engine. And at the time, remember, these were like V2s, basically. Um, I don't know if the, the combustible you know, engine was even to that that complexity. And yet they, they told him, they're like, it's impossible, it's never going to happen. And he said, well, that's all you're going to do. And I think there was like six engineers. And so every day, that's all they would do is work on this problem of how could they create an engine block out of one, like um, one piece of machinery, um, one block. And they, they, he comes in, checks in on them six months later. And they're like, ah, oh, we told you it's impossible. Nothing can be done. We can't do it. And then lo and behold, a year, a year goes by. So a total year and a half goes by and they figured it out. And so what seemingly looked impossible was more like improbable, but yet given enough time on it, they were allowed to achieve that. And so I think a lot of times for us is if we think less about um, the probability of something happening and more like, if I continually looking at this problem, can I eventually find the solution? And for all those things that we um, aspire to, why not go after something that's somewhat scary, somewhat outlandish, something that's crazy? The other, thing, the other obstacle that I'd say that gets in the way of most people is they don't build a big enough network, right? So they want to be, let's say they want to be a millionaire. Well, if you know a lot of millionaires, they've built an, on relationships within a business community, locally within their own community, or within a particular industry or supporting industries. And so I'd say for a lot of people, they don't build a strong enough network to support the, their aspirations. And so the moment that they can then get out of their own limiter and say, okay, I want to build this, go after this, something that's outlandish, this huge ambition. The second thing is, okay, how do I start building a network then and give to this network in order for them to, to support me and my ambitions? Sherm's out.
Hey, it's Jen here. I just wanted to call in and say thank you so much for sharing your um, story. It was really interesting. I love the crazy Asian story. That's, um, yeah, a great name. I've got so many, I've been given so many nicknames over the years. Um, my best friend's favorite one was Jen the Hen. So I completely understand where these kind of nicknames um, come from. I also really enjoyed your um, leadership um, topic on there. And I just wanted to um, put out there one of my favorite books I've read all time on leadership um is the i think it's by um john maxwell the five levels of leadership that really really helped me in the sales organization that i worked in originally and yeah with the foundation of how i um work myself up as a leader and, and that organization and later how i really you know led my company i think it's really great um yeah and it's also kind of along those lines of you know giving that when you're the leader it's really your job to provide for others not the other way Jen, Boss Babe Philosophies, thank you so much for the call-in. Um, and John Maxwell is definitely a leader and when it comes to written content, when it comes to leadership. Um, you referenced that phenomenal book, uh, Five Levels of Leadership. Um, and also he's got another one out there. I think that can really help a lot of people as they look about, you know, becoming a leader and focusing on different characteristics. Um, the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership. And I think that can be a, a real good stepping stone for a lot of people to be able to slowly improve their characteristics as a leader. Um, slowly um, as they master different elements and then also the the nice thing about you know the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership is that you're constantly getting to that next level so once you've mastered let's say the law of intuition there's still greater opportunities to master you know trusting your gut and um, I really like you know five levels of leadership just from a standpoint of understanding how you can not only improve yourself from a leader's perspective but then as you get to that level five perspective is how do you develop other people and remembering that an organization is only as strong as the people that make up that organization and you can start looking at the ways that you actually are developing people it can really help um, organizations to understand how they want to take their organization to that next level again the old cliche basically of how do we increase profitability how do we increase revenue how do we have better retention how do we uh, attract better talent from colleges how are we seen as uh, an organization of you know of choice for people then they're looking for for employment and all those answers really come down to what are you doing to develop the the employees that are you know good employees to become great and then those great employees that have some leadership skill set to become some greater leaders and industry uh, contributors and and eventually you know um, industry you know thought leaders or specialists in a specific area and so I think that once organizations can focus a lot of their time and attention at developing their employees then they really start creating a greater culture and they start attracting and retaining and obviously developing because that's the main point of a lot of their employees to become great leaders. So really appreciate your thoughts on, uh, thanks for that recommendation on Five Levels of Leadership by John Maxwell. Sherm's out. Sherm, the crazy Asian. This is Graham Sherman. I hope your holidays have treated you so well this far and uh, that your family's doing well. Also, almost said doing well as well. Uh, anyway, I'm calling in because I wanted to let you know that I really like what you're talking about with leadership is giving, because it really is. 
honestly, the leadership followership roles and relationship, it's a give and give relationship is the way I like to look at it. The leader gives the people that are following him or her the tools they need to succeed. And in return, those people that are following the leader are teaching that leader the specifics of their job because the people that are following a leader are generally the subject matter experts, the technical experts in their field. So great segments. Really appreciate it. Graham Sherm. Sherm, crazy agent here. Thank you so much for your call, man. Really appreciate it. And you're spot on about giving and giving. I think as a as a leader, you basically need to be able to put off a lot of your own aspirations as you're developing others and you're helping your employees become better employees um, or become, you know, develop some of the leadership qualities in order to contribute not only to the organizations, but just develop as, as human beings. And so um, I think leaders that want to climb the corporate ladder themselves and get to that next level or you know to advance a lot of times they need to be able to help others develop and take on their their different spots and so i find that leaders that see the value in others developing see the value in being able to have pride in other employees graduating and becoming leaders themselves in the industry or at other organizations. Those are leaders that are um, rare to find and extremely vital though to organizations. They understand that developing of people is greater than the selling of a product or a service. Sherm's out. Yo, what's up, man? It's Brendan. I just wanted to say let you know that I was out shopping tonight. So I was like, hey, I'm gonna put on the crazy Asian, listen to what's new, what's going on. And um, I just gotta say, I really appreciate your content. I appreciate you bringing value to others. And I just think it's awesome. Keep doing what you do and God bless, man. Brendan, Sherm here, the crazy Asian. Thank you so much for that compliment. I appreciate you taking the time to be able to listen to any of my content. I appreciate you doing the call in, letting me know that some of the stuff was on point for you. Um, I want to be able to give you a shout out from a standpoint that anyone that's listening to this segment right now, if you're not following Brendan Foray, um, F-O-E-R-Y on any of the social media platforms out there, I think you guys are going to be missing out. He's putting out a lot of great music, a lot of great sounds. I think you guys will enjoy. He's creating some music videos and um, trying to push out as much music as possible. He's really he's got a great journey of how he moved from basically coast to coast in pursuit of his dream and how he did it. So I think for a lot of people that watch that um, the vlog there that he put up on YouTube, it'll be a great indicator for them of what they can do to start taking some risk in their own lives in a way that's meaningful for them. So um, please check them out. I think you'll really enjoy. Plus, we also have, um, if you go to some of the history here on the um, what um, podcast episodes, you will find our one-on-one interview where he talks about what, exactly what he did. So um, appreciate the call. And again, Brendan, have a fantastic day. Sherm's out. Hey, the crazy Asian. Sherm's my friend. Positive vibes here. Um, I just want to say thank you for sharing, as you usually do for sure, um, all of your knowledge and the content that you put out. Um, the whole giving aspect, I love it. Because uh, I, knowingly and unknowingly, when I started this journey with Positive Vibes, I did not realize, especially right away, that that's to a point what I was doing. Because at the same time, yes, I was putting down my content 
and I was maybe thinking my vision, my goals and things of that nature. But, you know, slowly, of course, over time, I realized that all I was really doing is sharing my stories, my experience, thoughts, views, opinions, and wasn't really dictating to anybody. I was just speaking and it actually helped me. And at the same time, I guess knowingly and unknowingly, it's helped out others as well. Uh, but again, it's all about giving. And I truly, truly believe that that's the way to go. Positive vibes. Sherm here, Crazy Asian. Thank you so much for the call in, man. Appreciate you taking the time to be able to just give a call in. And that's the wonderful thing about your station, just in your overall personality, is that you're totally just giving to a ton of other people. You're listening to their content, you're giving comments, you're giving engagement, and you're doing it on multiple platforms. And so that is constantly carrying itself to, um, you know, beyond what you're doing and i and i find that that's why people are attracted to your station that's why people are attracted to you is that you're looking to give and um if anyone listens to your story would know that it's something that you've been working at improving at and so that's a fantastic thing so again appreciate you taking the time sherms out